and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke-Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nicholas. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 34, War of the Worlds 2, Episode Who Gives a Shit, because it's the two-part reunion. Woo-hoo! We're going to be discussing it. You know, it's not really a recap if you guys have uh, been listening to us through all of our seasons of recaps we've done for this show. But, you know, we just kind of take it point by point, uh, things that popped out to us. You know, we like to talk about outfits and we like to talk about uh, makeup and we like to talk about uh, a lot of... uh, Awkward hugs. Yeah, and strange hosts and all that. We're going to get all uh, dirty and messy, just like the cast of The Challenge. And this part two, this two-part reunion, which I got to say, if it's... uh... Uh, if it's back to back and it's airing in the ta- same time slot, why is it a two part reunion? I don't understand. It makes you like, maybe feel like you're getting more bang for your buck. Whoa, two episodes instead of one. But it's like this show was 90 minutes forever and then it was 60 minutes. And so now it's 120 minutes. It doesn't seem, I don't know, it feels like a trick. Okay. A trick that we fell for. And uh, honestly, I love a reunion, so uh, I'll take two in one night. Before we get into that, I'd love for you guys to scroll down on your Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars. Hey, are you a first-time listener? Just go ahead and do it. You already like us. Go for it. And uh, let me preface, let me not preface, but let me also add a little asterisk here. If you're listening to us on something that is not Apple Podcasts, well, you're in luck. Find some sort of rating system and rate us there. Uh, We would really appreciate it. And we just checked, uh, as Ashley said last week, we checked our Spotify, not Spotify Stitcher. ratings, our Stitcher ratings, and seems like zero of you who listen to <laughs> on Stitcher give a shit. Uh, so start to give a shit, and uh, you know if there's a review, I don't do Stitcher, so if that's what's going on, find the review section and review us and rate us. Only good things, obvs. Um, and also, we're on Spotify now. Are you guys Spotify people? Start? Yeah, we're very excited to be on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, start messing around with that. Also, um, we have a sort of a, a special announcement to make. Um, it's a good one. Um, I think, uh, Ashley and I are going to be launching a Patreon. I know. All right. We're, we're, it's like, whoa, uh, getting a little big for your britches there. Reality blows. Well, we need to, we need some money for britches. So coffee, we, coffee, coffee, we need coffee money to do this podcast. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Uh, we're not exactly sure yet, so we don't want to get into the details. We have a lot of fun ideas. Uh, I can tell you right now what it, will, what it will mean is we will have a dedicated page for Patreon on Patreon.com that we will be giving you that link as soon as possible, probably the first episode of the new year because that's when we want to launch it. That's the plan. And uh, what will that mean for you? Well, that'll mean like maybe a special gift, some special shout-outs, and most importantly, more content for those of you who decide to join us on Patreon. And more challenge content. Um, Yeah, I guess. And more regular life content. All of the content will be amped up. I'll tell you what, the the next season of the challenge is coming real quick. Ashley notified me that we only have a few weeks off, and then we got to get into this uh, third of the trilogy of the War of the Worlds. I believe February 2020. When we're when we're recording this, it's almost January 2020. So we have about a month off. Um, we, we're not going to be putting the challenge behind any sort of a paywall. So if you're here for the challenge, stay, because we're going to keep you with the challenge. And if you're here for everything else, stay. Nothing will change on our normal show that is absolutely free. But for those of you that love us dearly and want more of us, well, we're about to give you a lot more. Um, you just have to join our Patreon. That's all it is. And I'm not going to talk about it any more than that. I don't want to bore you guys. And we have uh, two parts of a reunion to discuss. So, Ashley, um, why don't we just take it away with our, our first discussion point? 
Uh, okay, let's talk hosts here. Um, we've got Justina, who we've seen before. And then we have an NBA player called Nick Young. Swaggy P. Who um, I we were very excited to learn about halfway through this reunion that he is the uh, he is responsible for one of my favorite memes. Okay, question mark guy is what I've always called him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is quite a meme. Um, that is a huge meme. And I I will save my comments for Nick Young to um, the one part of the reunion where I thought he would come in handy and he let me down. But I would say for the most part, he was just there to kind of uh, have facial reactions. He didn't really chime in or I think he asked one question. Guaranteed he's never seen a second of this show. When we saw Justina, I was like, no, please, no, not Justina. Where is the Miz? Um, but then... She didn't bother me as much as she did in the past. Well, I think what's going on is Justina is now getting more comfortable in this hosting spot. I mean, she does a lot of these reunions. I used to work for a television show called TRL, and that's when they first started to bring her in uh, during that time period. We were also responsible for some of the after shows, the writing staff I was working for. And uh, I remember her being suggested as a person that came in, and I remember her coming in and being kind of green but having a lot of energy that people enjoyed in the office. They like her there, okay? She was a part of one of their biggest shows, which is Wild and Out, and uh, they like her as like a branded person to do these things. I would say personally at first for um, the challenge, uh, I did not like her because it did not seem like she really knew the show. Well, she was on Champs vs. Stars, and I liked her there as a personality. Yeah. I don't like her as a host. She doesn't seem to know in everyone's backstories. Um, she, I think, but... but I want an Andy Cohen. If we're talking, yes, but it, there is none because the per, you know what I want. Jonathan someone Murray isn't going to come out and host who is these involved things. in the show, who's paying attention, who calls people out. I would like that too. MTV really half-asses their um, reunions. I, I mean, Ashley and I just—if you guys are paying attention—you know that uh, next week on our Monday show. We are going to be dropping our season five recap of uh, Southern Charm, and we've been catching up all year, and we're almost caught up. We're uh, we're almost there, but we're about to drop that. And so Ashley and I just watched a reunion, a two part reunion for that show, and it always just reminds me how incredible Andy Cohen is at doing these things. And it's tough; it's a tough person to stack up against. Yeah, and no one really does, in my opinion. All of those. All of these reunions on on the Viacom channels, I'm just bummed out by the editing of them. I will say that this uh, um, two-parter for War of the Worlds 2, in my opinion, was the best that they've done in a couple of seasons, just slickness-wise. I would agree with that. And there was also not like really long periods of time devoted to things that were making me uncomfortable. In the past, I'm talking about the Devin confronting Johnny Bananas. Oh, the worst. Or that time where they gave like Tori the award for being a cheater, and then Corey got an award for being a uh, like the biggest hookup king. Yeah. And it's just like, what the are we doing? The are lame, and they or, dropped all that they dropped all of the gimmicky shit or when they have people who are not who are challengers who weren't on this season who were there weighing in like when jordan was there i think it was for vendettas and he was just weighing in on cara's win the whole time and it's like he wasn't even on this season so i'm glad that they've trimmed the fat and I do appreciate that. So let's just jump right into it. Um, we well, get. I would like to say how I before. Oh. Um, I Nick Young. I'm not, I, he was added clearly because he's just a meme guy and whatever, and trying to connect to some. I have a feeling that 
the most people that watch the challenge aren't necessarily diehard MTV fans. Mm, I and, agree. And so using um using Justina Valentine as a way to be like, I know her, this is great. I, I don't I kind of just from the community that I kind of we're a part of that people kind of message us. We kind of watch podcasts and 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 uh, or listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos, and we're on Reddit boards checking things. You know, we're we're there. You know, a little deeper than your average television fan. I'm not seeing like this crossover of young people who you know. I think they're trying to connect to a younger demographic by kind of bringing in their MTV stars. And to do some of these things. And I, I, this would be much more suited for like a Mark Long who was on this show and would have the time and wanted, and want to dedicate the yeah. time to watching an entire season as it lays out and then having their own questions. There's something about uh, someone looking like they're actually interested mm-hmm. in what they're asking these people rather than them memorizing a question on a card, putting the card on their lap and trying to deliver that question as naturally as possible. So when you see, when you hear setups such as, so Johnny Bananas, what did you think when so-and-so did so-and-so? Uh, you know, that is such a question on a card that is is written to make it sound natural and to me sounds the so less natural well it's it clearly feels stilted and it reveals that this person is not deeply involved in the show in terms of watching it and thinking about these people and the moves that they're making it's it it takes away so much of the enjoyment of this for me and it's a bummer that it's like that and that being said this was the best version of this i've seen so take that for what it is but i do want to say and then honestly nick young added literally zero to this there was one fun moment where he kind of called somebody out for being shady and then there was another moment where he kind of did his meme face and got a big round of applause for the rest of it he laid back uh and just didn't really say anything justina did all the lifting here and for what she did she did okay um, all right, so uh, now that we get that out of the way, how did you feel about their um, walk-on introductions? I always love this. This is one of my fave parts. People coming onto the set in their outfits, who's coupled with who, what little like um, you know corny comedic sort of physical thing are they going to do? You know, like um, what what did Tori do? Who did she pretend to slap? You know, like that whole coming out onto the thing and then doing a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coming out onto the thing and doing a thing. I um, have written down here, I hate these intro walk-ins. I love um, them. I think they're fun. And then you get moments like Josh trying to hold Laurel's hand and Laurel not realizing it and then taking his hand later. Sure. And You know, it's fun and awkward. Oh, I like that. I would much rather what they've done in the past and what other franchises from other television shows do. And let's see them getting their makeup on. Let's see a candid. Yeah. Let's get a candid sound backstage of what, of what Ashley is thinking, like going into this. You yeah. know. Well, they did. They they used to do that with the banana can. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that was a little obnoxious because you know they were trying to brand it. Yeah, but but honestly, just having a camera backstage while they were getting while they're in hair and makeup and just having somebody throw like, so how do you how do you, how do you feel? Who are you going to talk to? What's the deal? And yeah. getting kind of the skinny. Uh, before they get out on the stage, I would much rather uh, that that sort of uh, uh, documentary style versus um, this sort of cheesy walk-on shit. I, I, I get nothing from that. I enjoy it. I, you know, I, 
I'll agree with you. Backstage would be cool. That would be fun. Get a little window into what they're thinking. I mean, we know who's was, nervous. We, it was volatile. I mean, wasn't there some sort of a fight that almost broke out, like on Bear's Instagram when they were like, re, uh, there was like a fight with Georgia and Polly, I think, that happened the night before. I, you know, there's it's, a lot of stuff. Maybe stick some cameras in the in the party in the bar from the night before and play some clips on what happened last night. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I just think they could probably be doing a lot. They're flying these people out there. They can do a lot more with all that stuff. So the first um, chapter, if you will, of this reunion is sort of a catching us up on the important points of the season, mainly Rogan's arc. You know, that was a big part of um, that. That started off the reunion. Hey, Rogan, you gassed out and then you won. That's pretty wild. Then Theo's eye situation is actually, I think Theo's eye situation was addressed first. They were like, we got to get this. Uh, we got to talk about this right away. That was talked about. Um, how, you know, it was just kind of like cherry picking main storylines from the season was really the first five minutes. Yeah, they're trying to establish, you know, it was um, wasn't really heating up. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the first note I have here is just the first back and forth between Polly and Josh. It seemed to be like really Polly versus Josh a lot on uh, on this. I mean, a lot of people were coming at Polly, but um, Polly didn't light up like he lit up when Josh came after Polly. Like Polly seems to hate Josh at this point. Mm -hmm. And Josh seems to hate Polly. I mean, there are moments where they're talking about like, yeah, you are my friend and I, I feel bad about losing you as a friend. And then the next moment being like, I literally don't care. Like I don't care about losing you as a friend. Um, you know, and uh, it's to me the uh, the accusation, I believe the first accusation was uh, Polly saying to Josh after Josh piped up on, on a Polly soundbite is that uh, Polly saying to Josh, you can't compete. Basically saying you're not good at this show. Yeah, you're not good at this show. And that really got Josh fired up. Yeah. And then when that happens uh, and Josh fires back at Polly, now we have Polly asking Josh if he's going to cry. Are you yeah. going to cry? Are you going to cry? Which I'm kind of sick of, to be honest. Like, yeah. stop taunting the man for crying. I love it when he cries, okay? It always makes me laugh, <laughs> okay? Funny. Like, let him entertain us at home. Stop taunting him about the crying thing. Polly, I, like, what would happen if you cried? I he think, would melt. He would melt. I think that it could be enjoyable as well. So why don't we try and go for that? Mm. I, I want to say, I want to back it up a little bit. There was a section in the first part of this called War of the War Words, War of the Words, where they were doing like a Twitter thing. And then we learned that Bananas and Jenny like possibly banged in the bathroom. Also, I do not want to talk about people's physical appearance in a negative way, but the lip like injections that are happening on Team UK are blowing my mind. Is that a British reality television uh, trend? The, Jenny's lip injections were so intense, her upper lip was uh, coming off of her face. Yeah. Like a plate almost. It was bizarre. I mean, you want me to get into it? Yeah. I think that she has to compensate for her musculature. Okay, I didn't want you to get into it like that. Well, I, 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 I think I think it's, you know, I kind of understand it. You know, if, if you know, maybe she's feeling like she wants a little bit more traditional sex appeal. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, she is like the fucking Hulk. She I, is. Th there is nobody that looks more built than her on this show. I mean, really, like nobody. Um, Rogan? Rogan seems to be a lot smaller than like shorter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she is like She-Hulk. If you've seen She-Hulk, it's like the Hulk, but 
a woman. Um, you know, and uh, I would imagine if you're interested in sex appeal, which I would imagine she is, that those lip injections probably help her confidence in that way. It is a feminine thing that's going on, uh, the lip injections, you know, usually. Um, that's what I think it is. And so she's huge. So scale-wise, you got to pump those lips up. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, if your traps are, like, in your ears, you know, if, you're, uh, if your muscles, if your biceps are just... She came out and popped a bicep yeah. so hard on her walk-in. It was shocking. Yeah. And, you know, you got to pump those lips up. You know what I mean? It's it, To me, I get it. Um, but are, is that... Or is that frightening? It was just honestly distracting. It was distracting. I would say if those lips were on Georgia, I would be like, what is happening? You're talking about scale. You know, she's a big woman. It blends in is those what are, you're saying. Those are, it doesn't look wrong to me. You know? Well, something I, I really liked about this section was that we learned that she's a huge flirt, which adds um, a little bit more dimension to Jenny for me because I, I had a really hard time. If you guys listen to the recaps, I had a really hard time remembering Jenny and Nicole's name. I kept changing them out um, because I felt neither of them were that memorable in terms of personality. I mean, yes, Jenny is like memorable in, in terms of stature, but in terms of like what is she bringing to interpersonal dynamics it's just uh mm, she's nice i guess is what i was yeah. always thinking about her she's nice and she seems sweet and she seems blindsided by these alliances that are being um kind of being exposed in the house like that was really all i had to say about jenny's personality so just learning that she is a flirt and that she might have hooked up with bananas in the bathroom it gave her a little more texture in my mind and i appreciated that i wonder why we didn't see any of her flirtatiousness and yeah we really didn't right yeah. Not on the show, you know. We also um we also learn in this sort of war of the words thing that um well so that happened. So Polly says that. That was his tweet and then Bananas and Polly start going back and forth. This is right before Josh pops in. Um and then Bananas says he said something again about uh you know, Polly's Keebler cookies. And Nick, you said to me, "Ugh, this guy's just got a pocket full of jokes." Pocket, I just like the planned joke, like the the pre-written like insults from Johnny are like so lame to me. I, I, I agree. Just, the it, Keebler jokes. It's yeah. like these are old guys, man. And every so often, an old guy pops up on this show, and you know, just kind of show rears his old ass, ugly head, and you're just like, oh, "You're an old guy. This is why get out of here." You know, later West uh, says, you know, has a has like a your mom joke. Yeah. It's just like your mom jokes are passe brothers let's just get over it a but it's bit. also like the keebler it's this is the same thing with ashley mitchell saying she's a millionaire over and over again the first time it's fun the second time it's sad the third time it's old hat okay and that's how i feel about these keebler elf jokes like i, I mean keebler elf jokes were do are is that still on the in supermarkets keebler that's like, a good question it's just like is, that seems to be a reference that people got in 1994 yeah and like there's got to be other people to compare him things and gnomes to compare him to you know what i mean like yeah. there's something else that you could throw in there um also in this war of the words section nani and Kara got into it and then Kara said um you know just uh, something we are learning that is always said to Nani, which is that all you ever did when you left your room was binge drink and smoke and chain smoke. I'll tell you what, 
I've heard the chain smoking. I have, I have not heard the binge drinking. Yeah. So that was interesting. And what about Jordan standing up for Nani right then? Where yeah, he was like, but it was standing up. Yeah, she may binge drink. She may chain smoke, but she's in the gym at 7 a.m. every morning. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. So she's Nani's not denying. Like, Thank you. Not, not denying any of the binge drinking, the chain smoking. Folks, I don't want to be a person here to uh, yuck anybody else's yum. It's to basically 2020. You're chain smoking cigarettes in 2020, folks. Like, I mean, I'm not the cleanest person in the world. We have our vices. But, you know, but I mean, chain smoking cigarettes on a physical competition, though, show, though, seems um, ridiculous. It's absurd almost. I have no sympathy for it. It's crazy. Yeah. It is very bizarre. If I, you know, it's it's come to the point where when I see somebody smoking a cigarette, I take note. I mean, that's how sort of on uh, the show. No, I'm saying in real in life. In real life, yeah. When I'm when I when I'm walking down the street and yeah. I see somebody lighting a, a real cigarette up, I'm like, whoa! Like it, it not. I, I'm being a little, you know. And that might be because we live in New York. Because honestly, I, I feel like no one smokes in New York City anymore. I don't know what's going on in the rest of I the world. I see people vaping all the time. It actually, yeah. It actually, I, I understand that actually a little bit more, you know. But the people who are chain, buying packs of cigarettes and chain, chain smoking. smoking them is. To me, if you're under the age of maybe 40, um, that seems crazy to me. Not not to poo-poo anybody over that you guys should quit smoking as well. But at least it seems as though you were part of a different generation of where smoking was more normal. I mean, I'm 33 years old, and smoking seemed kind of normal to me. Um, But I am also in a world where when I see somebody chain-smoking cigarettes, I... I'm aware to know that, oh, that's that's kind of dangerous, man. Yeah. That's dangerous. Nani. You're competing for uh, mil- like thousands, hundreds Nani, of thousands of dollars. I can't speak for the both of us, okay? But I'm going to speak for myself. Nani, I love you, okay? I, I like seeing you on this show. I've I've been with you since your season on The Real World. Quit smoking cigarettes. Quit. Just quit. You got brand new teeth. So much so is that you should be brought back and be on the UK team next season for crying out loud with those fake teeth. But- you're going to stain them up with chain smoking. All right. You got those Turkish teeth in your mouth now. So then this is when Polly and Josh got into it. Um, and then you really covered most of the basics of that fight. But there's one thing I wanted to say, which is when Polly tells Josh, uh, don't cry. Josh says, I'm crying to the bank. You can't relate, bitch. Which I think I've heard him say before. But he won Big Brother and yeah, Polly didn't. Big Brother. I mean, I feel like Josh is uh, being paid by Big Brother to say Big Brother in yeah. whatever sh- a way, shape, or form yep. uh, th- three times every time he's on television. Because he, I've never heard anybody mention Big Brother more than him on this show. And even later in the show, we probably won't talk about it, so I'll say it now. Later in the show, when it comes back to Polly uh, with Josh again, he said, I looked up to him. He was like my big brother. And I yeah. was like, come on, you snuck that in there. We <laughs> saw what you did there. Come on now, Josh. That brings us to the next chapter in this reunion, which is, I'd like to title it, Why Everyone Sucks. Um, it was kind of like a montage of how the UK team can't get it together and then how the US team is a bunch of dickheads. Um, yeah, but we started off with the montage of the Brits just losing, losing, losing. And then I cannot believe this, but, uh, Justina sets Nicole up with the, how many seconds are in five minutes and she gets it right. Clearly someone has drilled 300 into her head and then she goes, now how many seconds are in six minutes? And she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. Yeah. And I think that that's why Team UK sucks. I think that they were trying to tell us that the trivia, the fact that these people were not smart enough on their feet is why it was bad. And then we learned. And that's all we get from Nicole. 
That's it. That's it. But you know what? It's more than we got from Joss. Joss didn't say a word. Didn't speak once. Didn't hear him speak once. I mean, I'm sure he talked at the reunion, but they edited everything out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, was there anybody else that didn't speak once? I mean, Nicole seems to be close to that. Jenny spoke once. Kaylee spoke. Kaylee spoke once. But Joss didn't speak once. And you, because, you know, they never got into how he got thrown off. Yeah. You know, I'm sure maybe they tackled that. And yeah. They didn't have room for it. And it was, it was a big moment. But the fact that Joss was working his ass off to be at the end here and he lost in that fashion, I thought would, would have been brought up on this show. It was not. And subsequently, not brought up. Joss wasn't brought up at all on this thing so it was a wild time to see joss work this hard to get to this reunion and just not say a goddamn word i mean truth be told you didn't see so much of rogan you know and he's a winner yeah. you know we got a little bit of him but uh i mean god damn it johnny bananas piped in more than anybody else we on got the show. He so went home much early. bananas and cara at, in the beginning of the reunion is like why are you here you were only on the show for like two weeks and it's like johnny probably talked i don't know 30 40 percent johnny this. knows how to get his get his time yeah, you know, he really he does. Time. He really does. You so know, the pocket full of jokes, you know. He, he if he he'll pipe something in there. The basic uh, sort of idea they're trying to drill home in this section is that the UK team was unexperienced and dumb, and that the US team was a team full of giant egos. Um, and Johnny said this. He said, "You know, yes, we were we were competitively we had the advantage, the competitive advantage." But um, that's because of experience. And what comes along with experience is baggage. And it's true. We got to see now this part of the season where the U.S. team uh, starts to crumble, especially with voting Wesson early, which really seemed to like fracture the U.S. team. And what I liked about watching this clip is I forgot how excited Josh was to vote in West. Like when Laurel's like, let's <laughs> vote in West, Josh loses his shit. And it, it makes me smile just watching him react that way. Something that wasn't asked and not addressed was what was actually going on there. Yeah. And someone kind of addressed it. Someone was when, okay. So West comes on, right? West comes on uh, over a camera. He's doing like, he's Skyping in, Skyping in with a big old beard, glasses, big beard. And we're going to talk a lot about his, his appearance. But one of the things, Things, um, I don't mean his physical appearance. I mean his appearance on the reunion. But one of the things I want to say is that he 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 ends his Skype session by saying like, "Look, a lot of people are coming for Laurel and Josh, and I really don't want them to. They're getting a lot of hate on the internet." And he's being he's being very serious. And then he jokingly says, "Because really, Johnny should be getting it all." Or he says something like, "Well, really, Johnny is responsible for all of it." And it is said as a joke. But I think it's the truth. Well, I think something else was said as well. Like um, later we have, I might even have been in part two, we have Polly talking about getting Johnny thrown in there when Kara and Polly make the decision to go against Josh's, Josh's word, then the handshake, and vote in Johnny Bananas against Theo, which leads to Johnny being thrown off the show. Um, Polly says in defense of him, like, that, uh, you know, we, they took a shot 
at Wes, we knew if the power went in their hands, they would take a shot at me next. And so I had to take the power back, basically, and pull this move. So that implies that Johnny had a lot to do with the Wes move, but no one says it. You yeah, know, Laurel why? doesn't say it because in that clip, which we started talking about this piece of the show where Josh is like flipping out when Laurel's. Oh my God. Yeah, he's like, they're both like, he's you know, like you know, a kid Laurel's in a candy like, store. you know what we should do? And then Josh is Josh is like he like he's like what he no he's like basically like we should vote together like you know he's like <laughs> gonna say something like he's all excited about something and then Laurel's like we'll vote in Wes and Josh is like what you <laughs> and he like does a spin he's like oh he's like hopping up and down yeah. like yeah I like mean, a kid people... in a, like a, like who had too much soda at like a fucking uh, sleepover people can hate this guy guy as much as they want but he is down to embarrass himself on television and to, I love it to me Laure, the way Laurel does this yeah. is a manipulative move is like a, hey we all been talking about this and Laurel's like I'll just go there and I'll get Josh to be on my side yeah I'll go in and I'll talk to him about it and then she does and makes it seem like it's a plan between the two of them and that Josh is being kind of accepted by like a challenge legend and Josh is all over that yeah he's like yeah we should do that not realizing that he's a pawn in somebody else's game I think that game um is you know a joint game between Laurel and uh Johnny Bananas. I also, um, yes, I 100% agree with you. And I want to say something about what you said about Polly um, saying that we had to put Johnny in because he had taken a shot at us and we knew it was next. He also says something to the effect of like, you need to put Johnny in or he, he's, a, he's an incredible competitor. Like you got to put him in if you have the chance. And I think that that really speaks to... Um, Polly as like a challenge fan because you don't really hear people saying you know we got to put Johnny in as quick as possible anymore I feel like when I started watching it people were like if you get like it was like a lot of Corey being like if you have a chance to put Johnny in you got to put him in right away you know or he's mm-hmm. gonna get to the final and you know hearing Polly said that felt like a throwback to me f- to about like six seasons ago yeah, I uh, I also feel like that's the exact because that sentiment may be sparked by the young bucks, you know. Yeah. Um, it, the sentiment of get Johnny Bananas out of this house as soon as possible has kept Johnny from being of a uh, champion in the yeah. past few years. Yeah. I mean, to to get to walk into the challenge house as Johnny Bananas, that's extra hard. Yeah, you got a giant else. target Immediately on your back. Immediately have a target on your back. And it's going to be very, very hard for him to win another challenge, I think. And I don't know if we'll ever see it again. Um, just purely based on the fact that he's got that target. And there and are, he's getting old. He's getting, it's you know, he's not competing as well as he probably was competing during his peak, you know. Yeah. Um, he does seem to be kind of partnering up with a certain amount of folks here. Uh, all of a sudden, I mean, we're going way off, whatever. But I never intended to have this be chronological. Anyway. Yeah, we don't have. To, to be kind I'll, I'll abandon that quickly good. yeah but you can also keep us on task when we gotta get on task but i do want to say this since we're talking about johnny I, i've noticed johnny's tune has changed towards jordan uh as if you guys are watching listening to us every single week you know that ashley and i are addicted to pluto tv right now and we're watching a bunch of classic seasons not that classic the last 10 years of the challenge and uh jordan's first couple of seasons are included in this pluto tv marathons that they do and boy oh boy was it jordan versus johnny they hate each other um, in these on, early seasons on, on uh 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 
free agents mm-hmm. and a couple of rivals too. Yeah. So um, the tune has changed. He hated Jordan so much so that he was saying horrible things to him, um, you know, and uh, Jordan's biggest thing. Like, I mean, he was a Pauly. He was a Corey. He was the f- maybe actually the first guy the first rookie-ish person to come into this challenge house and go, I'm going after Johnny immediately. And I believe he fails big time once and maybe succeeds the next time. But uh, Johnny hated him. Johnny, I think the balls, uh, if you excuse me from saying, that Johnny thought that this kid had coming in and taking shots at the at the man, at the king, seemed crazy at this point in the challenge. And now... That's what you do. Yeah. That's how you make your name. Is yeah. You get, Johnny is is not, it, it, there's enough new blood and new countries you involved. Come, you got to come after Kara and you got to come after Johnny. If and, you're a girl, sure. you know. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And that's and, what Kayla did. And now all of a sudden, Johnny's like, I, you know why this makes Jordan a great player? He's just waxing his carrot yeah. the entire time. He did change. And change, uh, change. it's interesting. It's now, it's like next time they're all in the house, is it going to be a Jordan you know, Johnny Bananas, you know. Could very well be. Theo, Tori, you know, uh, Zach. I mean, that's a. this is a whole bunch of people that can work with, you know, uh, Kyle. These are a whole bunch of decent challengers working together um, to kind of subvert other people. And you may see Johnny back on a team, a squad, because now Johnny isn't the person he used to be. So now John, that target on Johnny's back is a little less defined, Okay, and who knows? Maybe people will next season will kind of forget what Johnny Bananas did, um, you know, for 10 years on this show. And who knows? You know, he may come back with a vengeance. I, I just noticed it was very peculiar the way he's speaking to Jordan now. It's uh, it used to be awful. And now it's Vitral. Now it's it's kind of a revelatory. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, one of those words. Anyway, well, there's a there's a softness there for sure. When and, there was a biting, acerbic sort of response to him, and there seems to be, you know, Johnny is kind of looking at Jordan as having finished what he set off to do. I mm-hmm. think you know because he Johnny was going up against this other alliance early, and if Johnny had stayed, him and Jordan would have hundred percent been on the same alliance. Are you, I, you know, I kind of would hope so. I, they would. I mean, what? Uh, what otherwise, chance would they have had? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now talking about Jordan, I mean talking about Johnny changing his tune. Let's talk about this Wes appearance, okay? Could these two love each other anymore? Oh my God, Johnny lights up like it's Christmas morning. They're hoping for. Were they ever rivals? Uh, mm, good hoping, question. They're hoping for they a should rival be rivals. season real bad. Because, yeah, um, you know they'd get thrown off immediately because the both of them. I think an equal amount of people don't like the both of them. I just also don't think they could really work together. Um. Yeah, and they're also not the greatest competitors anymore. You but know they, what I mean? they're so, just so excited to see each other in it's this It's crazy. Clip. I mean, the, the back and forths between the two, it's like they used to be so angry, but ever since this Maury episode, which you can find us recapping and talking about a, a couple of months ago on this show, uh, they were on, for those of you who are new uh, blowhards, new listeners out there, they were on the Maury show together uh, taking a lie detector test for Johnny's first look show. So I don't think it was an actual episode. They just went on the set and it was a for you know johnny has a television show on nbc that that airs after snl which is crazy uh but it's called first look and they she had wes on it was like a are you actually are we actually friends are we actually rivals they were having so much fun doing that and obviously why wouldn't they are on the goddamn maury show yeah. they've been 
you know, they did a lie detector test, years, right? But they love each other. You could tell they yeah. love each other. And this is such a TV rivalry. And uh, when they're speaking, you know, as uh, Wes Skypes in. Wes. Wes Skypes in. And Bananas is just like goofing with them. They're yeah. having a good time. And then uh, they go into Wes talking about um, how many people uh, he slid into their he DMs. He contacted before the show. Before the show. And it was like. The entire cast, basically. But it was not Johnny. And then it was kind of like, how come no Johnny? And it was just like, oh, you know, I hate Johnny. Johnny, you're a loser. And then Johnny's like, ah, ha, ha. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, come on, slide in my DMs next time. I'd love it. And then Wes goes, yeah, I'll slide into your mom's DMs. And instead of coming at him in a way that you would think somebody who just threw a barb your way... Johnny is so delighted and loves this answer and not in like a shit way of kind of like a, my old friend at it again. He goes, way. perfect. Oh, that's perfect. perfect. He's clapping and he's like, hey, that's a start. And I'm, am I right? You know, it's almost like this, uh, you know, he's just like my old friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who, who once was my enemy is now my old friend, you know. Uh, so it's a it's an interesting dynamic between the two of them. I think maybe their time has come and gone. I don't know if we're going to see a rival season with the two of them now that they're so, you know, they're kind of mixing up the seasons. But it was kind of honestly a heartwarming moment it for was. me on the challenge. I and like I was, the, I, I, I'll admit it. I like the both of them. I was just, oh, yeah. I like both of them a you ton. Don't, you don't like Johnny Bananas. I like Johnny. We I like, both like Wes. You don't like Johnny. I love Wes. And I respect what Johnny brings okay. to the challenge. Right, I don't want to see him win, but I do respect him as a challenger. And I like it when he's there because he is a he's a pot stirrer. He's a shit. He's stirring up the shit. That brings us to our next little um, section of this reunion. I titled it "Brotherly Betrayal and a Cringe Dance," and this is all over Polly's handshake with Josh. And um, basically what we were just talking about with Polly saying, like, if you can take a swing at bananas, you got to do it. It might be the only chance you get. Um, Josh says that, like, basically he was like, Polly was so bad to me. I had to go make new friends, which is just once again exposing this, like, bleeding heart that Josh is. Um, And then I'm not 100 percent sure why, but Polly gets up and does a dance. Okay. Yeah, the dance is basically him saying that uh, he's uh, um Josh is saying that he's untrustworthy. You know, he double crossed me. This guy's a snake. And then, f- first of all, Paulie jumps up. He's so he's so wound tight in this. Paulie. He looks so. Both of them, Cara and Paulie, look miserable and wound up. And. Uh, so Polly jumps up and goes, I got nine people to a final. One, to count them off. And he's like, I'm that untrustworthy. I got all of these people who I said I'd get to the final to the final. And then he starts doing a James Brown dance that turns into a Millie Rock. And it is so cringeworthy that I kind of want to throw uh, my microphone through my television right now just thinking about it. Cut to Johnny giving a disgusted look at Polly, but also it's fun because Johnny's clearly had a lot of Botox in that face because he's only really able to like <laughs> like screw up his face. He can't fully do it. Can't give a full screw face. Can't give a full screw face. Um, 
Basically, yeah. I feel like we covered all of that. Yeah, that I, think whole section. I think we're good on, should we, should, on the j- Josh and uh, Polly and, and even Johnny Bananas doesn't really need to be brought up any longer on this show, okay. in my opinion. That brings us to the next section called Love is Real. This is all about Tori and Jordan. Kyle wants to be in their relationship, okay? Um, Theo jokingly claims he lost on purpose that elimination because he saw that Jordan had the ring. Apparently, a few people people saw this ring nani apparently found that ring in a bag and kept the secret yeah all season and then theo although he was saying that he lost on purpose i do think he was being serious where he saw um jordan pass off the ring to a producer yeah. on the bus and i think that's kind of interesting that they all saw this stuff going down you know yeah kind of has it, it makes more validity that it was a kind of a secret you know because there were, have been some vicious rumors i believe started by Cara maria she says they're both actors that they're both actors and it was planned and they were already engaged when they came on and jordan's here. like yeah it was an engagement of course it was planned i planned it yeah um and yeah this is all about her not going to their engagement party and she's kind of like yeah i'm not fake and then cam says something like listen this is what you guys like you should know about car like she if she doesn't rock with you she does not rock with you and then paulie says something which is like infuriated me where he's talking he's like happy for them and he goes from one cheater to another it's good to see that this can happen and he's talking about how tori cheated on freaking Derek. Okay, oh, yeah. that's what he's referencing from Dirty 30. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. yeah, he took a shot at Tori for no reason. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Jordan also had a girlfriend that season. Okay, so why are we just calling Tori the cheater? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, another thing I want to mention about this in this part one is um, something that came out. And uh, if I'm skipping stuff, we can go back to what you have. But um, Georgia... You know, there's a whole point in which they're talking about Bear hooking up with Georgia and his the circle of love with Bear and Bear is hooking up with Laurel. Bear is hooking up with Georgia. Bear is, you know, trying. That's in part two. Let's finish up part one. It isn't in part one because what happens here. You're talking about the D done dirty chapter, which is at the end of part one where we learn that Georgia was still in the jungle. Yes. Yeah. So that is about. That is about Dee and Rogan's relationship, um, about how she was in love with Rogan, okay? And then he put, he wanted to put her in an elimination. And when they come back from showing this clip, the whole audience boos. And then it was like, how do you feel, you know, Dee? And she's like, it really hurt because, you know, you didn't say goodbye to me. And then, then it was revealed that Georgia, everybody was there for like two weeks afterwards. And she's like, yeah, we were all hanging out. You never came and talked to her or anything like that. And it was like- I can't believe that they had to be in the jungle for that long georgia was thrown off in like the middle of this show and she was still there when yeah. they, when it was over yeah and it was like wow and they still all partied in the jungle together and, was, but was like johnny also there or people who were thrown out in the beginning still there i have no idea but i guess they keep them there to like keep the it's secretive on who won but then they go home and the show hasn't aired and they have to keep that secret anyway 
Maybe they need them just in case something happens as alternates, or maybe they had an idea. That's what I was would... thinking. Yeah, but like, like how the would they last even bring half. somebody back, or who knows? What I don't know. It was, maybe someone but... gets hurt, and then they have people compete to get back in the show. I just can't believe that they uh, that they were still there. Okay, before we wrap up this part one, though, I want to get to uh, the section of kind of like Laurel versus everyone else, which was really Kara and Ninja. It was they talked a lot about the Laurel and Ninja elimination. They said who thinks Laurel should have won. They had people vote on stage. Um, and it turned out we also learned that Theo is the one that pointed out the hole. Okay, because the way it's edited, it looks like Ninja finds that extra hole that they both looked over. But Theo is the one that found it. And they ask Laurel, do you regret your reaction? You know, the famous crotch chop heard around the world and with the she, tongue hanging out of her yeah. mouth it was wild and apparently they she does not regret that reaction that's how she felt in the moment and then they talk they dry they they pull up from the bottom of the river the carcass of Kara and laurel's ex-friendship and they talk about it on this reunion i didn't need to hear this i thought we were past this uh but something did pop up where Mm, a little accusatory from Kara and really Polly on what was going on with Laurel's Laurel, motivations, and that they think that Laurel might have uh, had a thing for Kara, a romantic thing for Kara. Yeah, uh, Laurel denies it, and they didn't really give it much anything else. But um, they do seem to have like looks on their faces. This is Polly and Kara, like, yeah, I think we know what this was all about. Yeah, which I had never had never crossed my mind. I had heard that before on an interview that Kara did on Brain Candy, where she said something to that effect. That Laurel was acting like a jealous lover at times. Huh. And that it was, um, you know, but I, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. Um, you have a crush on me or you're only acting like this way because you're secretly in love with me. I'm not into that accusatory. It, it, it adds to that. Uh, love triangle storyline when Nicole mm-hmm. was kind of invasion hang, hanging out with Cara, Cara even though they were hooking up with Laurel it was adds a little bit to that so yeah. you know it's an interesting it's an interesting thought that I hadn't crossed my mind so um, yeah. that's basically the end of part one it, it ends with D being done dirty and we're going to take a little bit of a break and we're going to come back and tell you guys uh, our thoughts on part two uh, yeah stick around All right, we are back. Ash, uh, take it away. So part two starts off where part one left off, which is with this sort of D-Rogan romance. And really the only thing that happens here is we get this deleted scene with Rogan and Polly talking about how Rogan is now bored and Polly is saying, like, you need to keep sleeping with her to keep the numbers. They didn't need to show us this. D didn't need to see this. The only highlight of this moment for me is when Bear gets up to hug her and she's like, what are you doing? Like, stop. You don't try and hug me, bear. No one wants a hug from you. And then Kara says, um, that's how these UK guys are. Let's never forget, Kara and Kyle, they did sleep together for a while. Oh, yeah. Kyle didn't say a goddamn word to this. Yeah. Well, he, it's interesting. He started this by saying, like, um, hey, Rogan, what's going on with D now? And when he, this is really, I think, one of two things he said during this entire reunion. But when he said it, Justina looks over at him like, yeah, I guess I should have asked that. 
Um, and I was oh, like, maybe get Kyle to host this. Well, there was a clip to play, so um, I guess it was something that needs to be said. Yeah. Maybe uh, Kyle stole her heat, you know, and saw the saw that that clip was coming up. Yeah. Kind of saw the opportunity and jumped on it. Yeah. Um, the next little part of this reunion is about sort of the big blow ups in the house, the Fight Club. We see CT versus Josh, which honestly I had forgotten about. CT doesn't even remember what it was about. Then we see Nani versus Polly and. Theo versus Polly when they kiss or they or they might have kissed we don't actually know because every time their lips get close enough MTV puts like an emoji over it so either they kissed or they didn't I don't know if they kissed show me I want to see it I don't it. think they kissed I, I don't remember them kissing I, remember I don't think they really, kissed either I think they kissed at each other I think Theo did that to kind of like a kissing motion. Yeah, yeah, just to be like, yeah, fuck off. You're getting this close to me. I'll kiss you. Yeah. You know, and then um, MTV adds that like heart to make it look like they might have kissed. I think it's just kind of accentuating of an interesting moment in the show. Yeah. Well, this um, Nani and Polly situation quickly becomes Nani and Kara situation. And Nani says, you know, Kara says to Nani, basically, like, you'll forgive any guy and you won't forgive any girl. Nani and Kara would be great rivals. I would like to see them on a rival season. Well, according to this, they look like they legitimately hate each other. Truly hate each other. Yeah. And then that brings us to this uh, Turbo versus Jordan part right. of the reunion we were all waiting for. I want to cover this just because I don't want to keep bouncing back from person to person. Car- uh, let's talk about Nani and Kara and how that all went down there because there seems to be some accusations from Nani basically was, was said like, Hey, they, uh, Justine was like, you said that you basically hate Kara, uh, on and off the show. Um, and that Kara has changed. I remember seeing this clip. It was like some sort of an after show thing that they put on YouTube. Um, and yeah, uh, Nani said, yeah, I totally did say that. And I, I think, she, I don't think she's a good person. That was basically what was being said. Um, there seems to be something where Polly and Nani are friends off the show and they talk. Kara accuses of Nani getting drunk and hitting on Polly. Um, we don't know how, text messages, something. Polly doesn't deny this. Kara's like, you should see what I've seen you write to him. Right. And, and then Nani's like, you should see what he says about you. Yeah. And Polly seems to, den- Polly goes to Nani, hey, all right, relax, Nani. But doesn't deny the hooking up thing, but also seems to be playing both sides of the fence by being like, you know, doesn't seem to be coming at Nani. It also has a lot to do with the fact that they were like going chest to chest with one another, another Nani and Polly on a on on one of the challenges this season. It was it seems to be a big old mess. And then basically Justina goes as they're fighting goes doesn't seem like we're gonna um, fix this rivalry now. So more on that another time and then just moves <laughs> away from this which yeah i don't like i kind of wanted more of this this was kind of interesting to me well johnny points out he's like oh two women are saying that you said very different things about both of them sounds like uh you might be a bad guy or he says something um, that points to he that he basically says oh two, hey paulie two women saying that you said two different things to them that seems odd because that has to do with the Kara and Polly's girlfriend from some right. from some other from show, Big Brother, I think, which was a big thing going on. Off she was in the papers. It was on the papers. In you the papers uh, on uh, Polly's first season of the challenge. So, yeah, you know, a lot of uh, weird stuff going in and out. Especially, you don't think not you don't think of Nani and Polly sort of fraternizing in that way, and the fact that they're cool in text, and then there might have been some other stuff happening. 
is interesting to me. I definitely wanted more. We didn't get more, but maybe a challenge down the line. I'd love to see them try and work together. So like I said, that brings us to Turbo versus Jordan. The first part of this is people sort of saying that Turbo is scary. He's a scary dude. He's intimidating. Tori, you stood in between him and Jordan. Yes, I did. And that was wild. I blacked out. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, this situation. I don't know how I feel about Turbo being turned into this villain. And then he has a clip, a video clip that he sends in, which is... Um, it's a, it's, it is purely being played for comedy, but it is still a little confusing. Nick, you brought up a good question, which is, is it okay to laugh at Turbo? Well, it seems like even though somebody like Ashley and somebody like Kara seems to say that, oh, Turbo is a good person and that Jordan was doing everything that he could to get Turbo thrown off this show. Kara even says that um, that Jordan was saying he feels unsafe where uh, uh, Jordan saying that Kara is lying through her teeth about saying that. Um, and uh, in you, you with all these clips back to back to back, you realize that, yes, Jordan Jordan was trying to rile up Turbo, maybe to get him to throw a punch, to maybe get him thrown off the show, or maybe he was just really mad at him at the time. Who knows what was going on? But he definitely was trying to get a rise out of Turbo. And uh, it seems to me that the other side, the Pauly Alliance side, was trying to use Turbo as a pawn to get Jordan thrown off the show. Yeah. So by telling him, like, hey, did you hear what so-and-so said about you? And him not knowing that he didn't have a real grasp on what that means in a challenge house. Yeah. Does that mean uh, he's going he's to he's gonna come after my family? Like, you know, you right. don't know what Turbo thinks the ramifications of somebody talking shit about him in a challenge house are. He clearly doesn't know. Um, and everybody kind of goes around and, and, and talks on this a little bit. Most people saying like, yeah, it's a, it's a language barrier thing. And you even get Josh saying that Turbo used to come to Polly and Josh for kind of explanations and like kind of decoding sort of some of the language barrier that was happening when somebody would say something to Turbo and they would have to clarify it to him. And Josh really was kind of saying what I think, you know, Ash and I have mentioned a little bit and what people at home kind of think is like, he doesn't understand. He just doesn't get it, you know, and it it's kind of, it sucks that you're kind of manipulating him or riling a guy up who has no grasp of what is actually being said to him. Yeah. And that Josh had to clear that up or Polly had to clear that up, which I thought was kind of sweet of Josh to mention. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, you get Theo, um, not Theo, you get, um, well, well, Theo, something happens where there's, I don't know, there's a moment with something on the UK team or am I conflating that with something else? I don't remember it. I don't, I don't know, but you get a lot of talk about all this stuff. And I, I have to ask the question, um, is it okay to laugh at the goofy shit that uh, uh, Turbo sa- says? Are you saying pu- pussy chicken? Pussy chicken and the you you cannot don't cop- copy don't my copy walk. my walk. You cannot co- can't copy my walk. Like, am I allowed to laugh at that? I I now I don't know. For a while, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Right. But right now, it's like I don't know. Now that it's kind of being shown to me that. He didn't he, really he know doesn't what was understand going. what's going yeah. on. It kind of seems a little bit more sad. It seems to me. sinister. It seems bullying. Yeah, yeah. It's like making fun of the guy who doesn't fully understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I am conflicted 
uh, people. It's it's hard because on the one hand, pussy saying, chicken is funny. Pussy chicken's funny, and and also like you can't copy my walk. It feels like a celebration of Turbo in some ways. Just the idea of like um, telling someone they can't copy the way that you walk is like funny, and it feels very like Turbo ish. I, mean, I, I may have said this when it actually happened, but yeah, like maybe you're when you're making fun of him for that for the pussy chicken. I mean, it's him throwing an insult and it just happens to strike us americans as funny um you know it's not like he's not saying something that is like derogatory towards another person i kind of right. feel like you can make fun of somebody if they're like cursing at another person yes and then the other thing is like okay he on he obviously knew that jordan was mocking the way that turbo walks so he understood that yes. was happening even though Jordan said that was a Conor McGregor walk. He said Conor McGregor, which is kind of how Conor McGregor, who is that? Who is that? He is a shitty, like, Irish UFC guy oh. um, who, like, punches people in public. Right. He's, but he's he a, had a, he's had some he's meltdowns. Had, and that is kind of how he walks, but, like, what does that have to do with any of this? Maybe, yeah. who knows? But it is kind of a little added extra thing. Hmm, did he come up with that just to kind of save himself, or was he really trying to do that? Regardless, let's just say that he intentionally was copying Turbo's walk. Turbo understood that. No, he was intentionally copying Okay, well, yes. Yeah. But it seems like Jordan maybe was trying to say that he wasn't there. Oh, I thought he was saying, if you're going to do that walk in front of me, of course I'm going to mimic it back at you. Well, whatever. Not what I'm, the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is, it wasn't lost in translation what he was doing. That was the intentions, and he did understand it. Yeah. If that was me, and I'm yelling, you can't copy my walk, that's funny. Yeah. Turbo knew that's what he was saying. He did say that. That's what he meant. And with all that on the table, it's still funny, it's still to, funny. to demand somebody to stop mocking them in that way. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little conflicted on all this. Although I do find it interesting that Leroy had to pipe in and go, hey, hey, I think we're mixing stuff. This guy's scary as shit. Yeah. And we all know that like when we were in uh, on certain challenges, we were like, okay, we're messing around. Don't touch Turbo because he's going to lose his mind because he's scary. Yeah. So he was kind of on the uh, more of like, yeah, I understand it's lost in translation. It doesn't change the fact that the man is scary. He's like I'm not volatile. In, I, I, I understand that he's volatile and I will accept that. Um. I have a knee-jerk reaction for, like, American television to, like, have a character that's the scary foreign guy. I find that to be questionable. But he, if everyone is saying that he is frightening and intimidating them, I'm going to just believe it and say that it's not um, nefarious. Well, I don't know if, uh, yes, frightening foreign guy. I think it's more goofy foreign guy that would be like like a, somebody like a Balky Bartakamus yeah, or, that we're laughing at or like a Borat. Yeah. Like you never thought Borat was going to hurt you. Right. You know, this is, he's almost more like a diehard villain, you know, which you don't get to see on reality TV that often. Yeah. It is a stereotype, um, but... Ah, he's, he's an interesting character. I mean, we didn't mention what was in that video. I, but he's making fun of himself in the video. He is. And he's also, it was great. He couldn't be there because he was shooting a film in Bulgaria. Somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's such a turbo thing. Yeah. Um, but at the end of it, he squashes a banana in that video. He's On a raw in. egg. On a raw egg. I don't know what the egg was. I guess it's a chicken thing. Maybe. And then, uh, you know, that's when Johnny says, like, yeah, that wasn't the first time I saw that. He was writing Johnny on bananas and squashing them in the house. Yeah. Which is... You're next. You're next. Stuff. And, or writing you're next. And 
I guess that's threatening and scary. He also got thrown off for hitting producers. Uh, yeah, he got. Oh, I think it was security guards. He was. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, eh, it's an interesting case. It'll also, be interesting did you to see what happens when he comes back. If he, because for a while, I think he was trying to like smooth over. I remember seeing him on some podcasts after this. He was like, "Come on, I'm just having a good time. You know, I'm not going to hurt anybody." Yeah. But now that he's like an action star, like in Bulgaria or whatever, and that video and the way that this has. I think he's going to come in doubling down on this personality. And mm. I think he's going to be like the crazy, tough, angry guy. We saw in this clip, one of these clips, we saw my favorite security guard of the season for a brief moment. Bald guy? Yeah. I wish they had done like uh, all the times we saw him and who we, I want to profile on that dude. Someone figure out who he is. He would just appear. He would just appear. Yeah. Okay. So the next little section is sort of all the little love relationships that happened that weren't main storylines. It starts with Cam and Leroy, which was a main storyline. And we don't really get much from them except for that the door is still open. What's going on between them? Is it just like distance? I mean, I don't know. Just like get, Leroy fall in love in and get Vegas, married, you two. And then Cam lives in New York or Jersey or I think something she, like yeah, that. Yeah, she goes to college in Jersey. And so. so it's like, I guess distance is tough, but like they seem to like each other, but they're just not letting it happen. There must be something else going on here. Yeah, really, this whole thing, we didn't learn anything about anyone except for Josh was too drunk to get it up, is what we learned well, at the end of the segment. It wasn't get it up. Exactly. He was too drunk to have sex with Georgia. Georgia put it all on the table and said, yeah, we did hook up and we did almost have sex once, but Josh was too drunk. I mean, you're saying get it up. That's I mean, what I think she means, well, right? Well, he was sometimes, too drunk. sometimes people are just like sloppy and you're like, I'm not getting involved in yeah, this. Yeah, that's you know true. You know what I mean? That so, is true. I shouldn't, I shouldn't tag it with Josh this. Josh is like a big guy. If he passes out on top of you, I don't know if you're getting up. You yeah. You know what I mean? But we learned about Bears. You know, we did a recount of Bears romance with Laurel and Georgia. And then we learned that him and Kaylee, they were on Excel on the beach together i didn't know that yeah that would have been fun to see georgia and bear the night before bear was trying to get georgia to come back for it to her hotel he denied it nani said that ex is exactly what happened yeah we learned that kaylee and georgia they squashed their beef on instagram see yeah, it was nice social media is not so bad then that brings us to a section that's all about cara's cult um you know i don't know what to say about this besides car is basically like we weren't a cult we were a family I like the fact that she said that and Jordan's like, that's what cults say. Yeah. The Manson family. Yeah. Uh, you know, which was very funny. And she kind of didn't have anything to say about that. Carr really is pushing this. We were a family. We, I've never been on a show with a bigger, better unit than us. Yeah. Aside from Cam, I have, there seems to be nobody else backing up these claims on the, on this reunion. On the reunion. You think Ashley would be like, you're right. And Ninja's like, I felt so great. And Polly being like, we were such a family. It's just Kara trying to spin because she prefaces that by saying like, I understand we need a villain. And on this show, I was the, we were the villain, but honestly, and then lays out this whole family sort of storyline. She's been doing it on social media for fucking months now. I don't know how much that's true, except for the fact that, like, I think she, what she's saying is, finally I'm on a show and some of the other women on the show like me. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Who knows if it's a little column A, a little column B. But feeling bad for Kara and also thinking she's just very unlikable. It's tough. It's it tough. It is tough. It's tough. Um, Justina asks Ashley, you know, you used to dislike Kara. What happened? 
And then doesn't Ashley doesn't really give us an answer. She's kind of like, I was just happy to have a friend. I would have befriended the devil. Yeah, which is not a great thing to say. No. Like being like, uh, yeah, I was friends with Kara, but I'd also be friends with the devil. So yeah. Um, and it's also at this point, Nani tells us that Ashley was coming into their room and complaining about Kara's performance, and so was Polly. Yeah, and then somebody says everybody on that alliance except Cam did that. Uh, which that is sucks. interesting. I mean, I, I don't necessarily recall Kara not performing that well, aside from the swimming one where she couldn't breathe right. I, I, I now it's like ganging up and hating Kara. I was so gung ho to do it all season. There's something about it now that just feels like we're like burning the witch at the stake. It's like it feels like a witch hunt. It really does. Sure, she's unlikable. I don't know what is she doing that's so bad. Those faces she makes. It's her face. She's tough. Her faces. She, and she has resting challenge face. She refuses to, I don't know, tell people that she likes them and that she's sorry. I guess she's an awful person. I guess. That's what that's what the edit's telling me. I don't know. People seem to not like her. Uh, that's all I know. Okay, so then this is the last like real section, which is kind of just, I labeled it the Jordan is annoying section. It's about how he talks shit, and it really is like between him and Ninja Natalie. And this is when I was excited that um, Swaggy was there, Nick Young. Swaggy P. Because Jordan's like, you know, we everyone talks shit in sports. You know, like NBA players talk shit. Like, what did Jordan always do? And he was and the host, Swaggy, was like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, you're only here, like, this is the one opportunity for you to add some something to this show, and you drop the ball completely. He seemed like he was about to fall asleep at this point. What was so. going on with this guy? I don't know. Who bad is choice, he? Bad choice, bad choice. Um, Natalie and Jordan go back and forth. She says something about like her team sport, and then Jordan's like, that's not a sport. I think she's talking about America Ninja Warrior. And then... Tori is like, you can't say that. Like, Tori was quick to jump on Jordan during this segment. I don't understand why Tori was so adamant that Jordan can't say that American Ninja Warrior isn't a sport. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't talking about that. Maybe she was talking about something else because she never labeled what it was. So we I were just assuming know. that it's American Ninja it Warrior. made Ninja cry. Yeah, it was intense. And, and, and then Tori was like, you also th say that uh, challenge the challenge should be like the fifth major sport in America yeah. or whatever, and and like, which is also ridiculous. Jordan's like, she's trying to assassinate my character. And Tori's like, no, she's not. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is like Tori and Jordan fighting back and forth and right then, here. And then Ninja is like, thank you so much, Tori. Yeah. Because I'm glad you're a positive influence on life to chill him out a little bit. It just seems like Jordan's a dick, honestly. Like, yeah. it's like... Like he and, and then that his is whole pretty thing, much what this section is is Jordan's, Jordan's a dick. Yeah, and it's like D's like, yeah, he told me to work out, and I told him to fuck off. Like, but also, I don't. I think if I was in this challenge house and this guy was showing up every day telling me to work out, I'd be like, who made you the boss? Why does Jordan think he's the boss? Is it because he's a, he's a champion and he really wants to win and he seems to be a, a a born leader, whether or not he leads in the appropriate ways? I mean, that's up to what you define as a as an appropriate leader uh i don't know man i don't know if i hate him sometimes i don't know if i love him sometimes i just think he's kind of fun to watch on tv that's basically it i agree i agree and i'll say that um the last time i saw him it was dirty 30 and which he won and he was edited so well on dirty 30 i was so i liked him so much i was very excited to see him on war of the worlds too and um i'm happy that he won i'm happy that team uk won 
Uh, but am I as like gung ho uh, ride or die for Jordan as I was at the end of Dirty Thirty? Not so much. Not so much. Mostly based on his outfit. The only um, person I'm really pulling for are Cam and Leroy. Those are my two peeps. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch this show. Ash- and CT. I like course, CT and CT. Georgia and Bear. Hey, uh, fuck it. I like all uh-huh. of them. There's not one person up there I don't like. Ashley, like they did, like uh, Justina Valentine did on the end of this reunion, do you have any final sound bites do you want to do before we're out of here? I'm excited for the next season. I, I, now that I know it's a trilogy, you know, I'm in. Bring it on. Uh, we're going to recap that. So, you know, if you're here for the recap, stay because we're coming back at you. And also, uh, you know, Monday we'll have a, another podcast for everybody there. Um, and then that's our, uh, you know, um, Christmas comes up and then New Year's is the week after. It's crazy wild, as you guys know. Um, and uh, we're still going to be pu- pumping out these these episodes. So guys, we, thanks for spending another year with us yeah. and another challenge season with us. Uh, do us a favor. Follow us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. You can email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at realityblowspod. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Don't forget to rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app and be on the lookout for our Patreon for a whole bunch of extra content that we are going to provide for you guys. Uh, And we will uh, tell you way more about that uh, when we're ready to go with it. But it is uh, piping hot and it's coming at you, folks. And as always, may uh, TJ never be on a reunion. I'd like to see him there one day. Why doesn't he fucking host these things? He would not. They'd have to do all voiceovers. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And so may the TJ be not be at your reunion and may the um, action shots feel very edited when they come back. I don't know what I'm saying. I'll see you guys at the next challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 